Well, Siobhan Mungovan, I know you're in the west of Ireland, like myself in County Clare, beautiful mm -hmm. place to be. And I know you are um, an empowerment coach and an author, and you have written a beautiful book, um, which you can tell us about in a while. But this evening, and on my page this week, Siobhan, I know you're aware that I've been talking about loneliness and this epidemic that has gripped the world, which is nothing new um, in these days. However, I, I do feel it's, it's very uh, pervasive and prevalent. And by talking about these things, we can maybe help each other and help other people who are out there. And the reason I, I, I want to speak to you is because we lead very different lives, yet we have so much in common. And loneliness knows no boundaries, no age, creed, color, religion, no country. There is no barrier to people experiencing this. And, um, and I, I really admire and love your authentic honesty. And um, I love people who just, you know, speak their truth. And I knew if I asked you about this topic, you would have <coughs> interesting things to say. <laughs> so I, I thank you for that, first of all. And so would you like to tell us a little bit about you? And then if anybody is watching, then they will understand where we are both coming from on this topic. On lonely, I guess. Each and every single one of us. Um, you, so what about you first? Yeah. So that, yeah. A bit about me as an individual, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, yeah, I'm from the west of Ireland as well. I'm from I'm from County Clare. Um, at the moment, we are all going through quite a difficult time in our lives. At the moment, we are going through quite an uncertain time. Um, at the moment, I'm cocooning, and I have been cocooning for the last probably coming into its tenth week now. Goodness, the time is absolutely flying. But um, um, I'm fortunate that I have built up a resilience within this area of my life. So I have my good days and my bad days like everybody else. And today, I, even today, I was saying to a friend, I would consider today a blue day for me. So um, reaching out and connecting with people during this time for me has been an, an absolute godsend. So yeah, that's that's been one of my key things during this time and focusing on myself and focusing on what I can control and not what I can't control. Um, I've said to many people during this time that the only thing I can control is myself in this house and how I am responding to the situation that's going on at the moment in, in the world, but it, what's, what's going on in general for me at the moment, I can only work on my response and not a, a reaction. That's my main focus at yeah. the moment. And how things differ for you, because if anybody doesn't know, you are cocooning because yeah, I'm cocooning at the moment because I have a, an underlying condition. I have a condition called spina bifida. Um, for people who may not know what spina bifida is, it is a, it's Latin and it means split spine. So when I was born, it, I had, for the want of a better word, to make it simple for people, I had a bubble at the end of my spine that needed to be burst and closed. It needed to be closed as quick as possible to prevent as less nerve damage as possible. So I've been very fortunate that it was closed in record time, but it has come with a number of different complications. And I guess why I'm cocooning mm. is because of my lung function. My lung function is quite low. I have about a 10% lung capacity. 
So how I would describe it is that I'm breathing through a straw. Wow. So taking in as much oxygen as if um, the general public would be just breathing through a straw. So yeah, that's my main thing. Yeah, that's certainly a challenge at this time. And so you've been home alone for now, as you said, seven weeks. It's my 10th week. Oh, 10, ten yeah, for us it's about uh, yeah, 10 weeks. Human connection is so, it's one thing that's come to my forefront during this time. Um, I am a bit lost without human connection, I won't lie. It's something that I guess in and around the, the loneliness thing, when you're lonely, one of the symptoms is craving human connection. Mm. And during this time, it is something that I am craving. Um, I've been very fortunate that I have great network of people around me, but just to have that human contact during this time, we're speaking to people through windows, through doors. It's not, it's not the norm. Like, mm. I have a thing, and it's one of my things. I love my hands being held. Yeah, sorry, you love what? My hand being held. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that's me. I'm missing that. Or just your general cuddle or hug that you get from a friend or a family member. Those mm. are the things I'm missing at the moment. Yes, I would say. Yeah. So that's that's for sure. And, you know, even for the, the likes of me who is able-bodied and can get out and um, have perfect health, thank God. Um, it's we we also still have that problem <laughs> you know I have my children here but there are many people who live alone who yeah. are older who um, you know are also experiencing this so it's it's what impact is that having on you would you say like I mean mental emotional health and what are you doing to try and combat that it's a very good question because my loneliness is a mindset so um it's a mindset that I try and not to get into a lot, but it's something that sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes you do fall into the, the category of loneliness. But for me, how I counteract it is, is finding people that I can relate to. It's a massive thing for me because growing up, loneliness for me, it wouldn't have been because I was on my own or it wouldn't have been because like I was left on my own or I was abandoned or any of that. Like, I think people misconstrued that because loneliness can be because of lack of self-esteem and confidence and stuff. And for me, it was because I didn't want to push myself outside my comfort zone because I felt not good enough. And that builds up to loneliness over time for people because if you keep telling yourself, and this is why it's a mindset, if you keep telling yourself that you're not good enough to do something or you're letting your inner critic take over your mindset, mm -hmm. that's stopping yourself from a whole heap of opportunities like connecting with the people that you should be connecting with and reaching out for help and support mm -hmm. definitely well i can also attest to that because you know you went through that and i struggled with severe anxiety and i the, the exact same when you struggle with low self-esteem when you have anxiety of any sorts or many many issues like you know of that nature again it's all in the mind and you can become very very isolated and very lonely despite being surrounded by so many people and you know people may not even know what's going on they may not even realize and so it's up to us then also to reach out and to try and find those people and to connect with which is vital for our well-being 
um, because people's well-being, people who say have been, you know, spoken to or surveyed, who say that they are lonely, they they have said that their well-being and their health, emotional, physical, um, and mental, is poor, and it affects that their whole well-being. Um, so it's a really, really important issue to tackle. It's interesting that you say emotional well-being because for me, when I, because I still suffer from loneliness, I'm not a superhero, I still dip into loneliness every now and again, but I'm aware of it now and I know how to, I have a choice to either stay in that victim mode, as I like to call it, everybody is yeah. different. Um, I like to call it victim mode. I have a choice to stay in that victim mode or do something about it. But in the past, my emotions would have been all over the shop. Like I'd have been very sharp with people or I'd have been um, maybe a bit passive aggressive or something. I'm not really understanding why yeah. these things would crop up on me. And when I say passive, like sometimes I would have had a habit of um, suppressing a lot of things and a lot of things over time and saying everything is grand, everything's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine, but then it just erupts. Mm -hmm. And then that's when anger comes in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I mean by maybe my emotions. I'm more, in con I don't even like the word in control of my emotions. I just think that's a bit harsh, but I'm more of aware of my emotions now and what means what. If I'm not, if I, like I said today, I'm having a blue day. It's not like, it's not like I'm in... The depths of despair or something i can i can call it something softer now mm, yeah yeah <laughs> and like you say you're able to because i know you've also done mindfulness coaching and through your empowerment coaching you've also studied and trained and you you have used it for yourself like yeah. that for me too and also for a lot of people um loneliness can show up like you said as different things as anger as um as oh gosh, what else? As sadness, as many, many. Pardon. That's very true. I didn't think that, was, but that's yeah. a huge. It can show up as many different emotions, and so it's it's having that self awareness, mm -hmm. which is where I find our training is amazing. Is mm -hmm. you develop, and anybody can develop this self awareness, and it's about seeing what lies beneath. You know, because there's always a reason, an underlying reason, reason to these strong emotions. And what I do love about mindfulness is the techniques that teach you to manage your emotions, to understand and manage them. So the outcomes and your decisions and your response rather than reaction is a more helpful one to you and to everybody around you. So that's what it has certainly taught me. And through the years of struggling with anxiety, I didn't even know I had anxiety. I didn't, I just thought it was me. And on um, learning, which is a whole other story, on learning that I actually had, I was experiencing anxiety. I had this thing, which meant it wasn't me. So it was looking at what lies beneath that and how you can manage it rather than, um, you know, attaching these emotions and these feelings to being, actually being you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so self-awareness is such um, an important thing to learn and cultivate um, that if, if a person is experiencing loneliness or strong emotions, to look what's beneath, you know? And yeah, they if do you're willing to go there. <laughs> they do say like the first, the first step to to change is awareness so once you are 
aware of something, then you can you can do yeah. something about it. But it's interesting that you mentioned the whole anxiety thing. Like I would have said growing up that I didn't suffer from anxiety whatsoever. And it was only kind of maybe right. maybe two, three years ago now that I actually was diagnosed with having chronic anxiety because my mindset my mindset was very much in the past and living reliving my mistakes over and over again and not making mm. not making my peace with with my mistakes and not kind of kind of um, beating myself up about them and not just sitting with them and learning from the experience so with mindfulness i think an awful lot of because we've between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and a lot of those yeah. thoughts are from yesterday yeah. so a lot of people's mindset is either in yesterday which is done and dusted there's nothing you can do about it it's done you can just learn from it or a lot of people's mindset is in tomorrow but tomorrow hasn't happened yet so all we have in this moment is now is today so i try to bring myself back to this moment in time and when i'm in like because i would consider myself quite an emotional person so when i am when i get into an emotional state as they would say um i try and focus on the facts what is I'm actually yes. what is be happening now? Because yeah. when I am an overthinker as well, so when you're an overthinker, you you can have the habit of making a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. <laughs> not afraid. You I, and I are so we're so similar. <laughs> I not say it because I there has been times where I've made huge things out of first world problems kind of a thing. But now I kind of say to yeah. me, what is actually yeah. happening? Name five things that are actually happening now. Yeah. And focus on the facts and not the feeling. Focus mm. on the facts of what's happening. That's what so I do. It, yeah, and it, it must. It's it's very strange because it was also in my mid thirties that this whole thing started for me. There must be something about the mid thirties, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's. Um, but where did this all begin for you? Like, I mean, what what shifted you into into this training and taking becoming aware? Very, very good question. Um, about 10 years ago, I went to a life coach for the very first time. Mm -hmm. Very first time. Um, I think I went to a life coach because I was so set about, set against about going for help. I was like right. quite stubborn. I was in my early 20s, was quite stubborn, did not want to get help. But my mom and my dad were basically, they were at their wit's end. They were like, she needs some help. Like, and we're her parents and we love her like so we need to get her yeah. some help so the the word psychotherapy scared the absolute bejesus out of me <laughs> so <laughs> they wanted to go for a softer approach because they know me i'm a bit stubborn um so they said right you're going to a life coach because i grand didn't really know what a life coach was <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds better than a psychotherapist you thought <laughs> just, it just sounds like i'm not going a bit loopy like so i was like grand okay i'll go fine no bother and I just, one question that he's all, that has always stood out in my mind, and he asked me was, what was the one dream I have more than anything in the world that I would like to achieve if I had no obstacles, no barriers, or no money issues? I was kind of looking at him like, I don't know what I'm doing for the next 24 hours, and you want to tell me what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Okay, grand. I said, yeah, I don't want really to know. And he goes, look, at, think about it for the next session. And it must, as I said, it must have resonated with me in some shape or form because I did come back. And I did have an answer for him. But I always thought deep down inside that my answer was a bit, it was a bit out there in the universe. I thought it was, it was something I wanted to do, but it wasn't reachable. But I said, I'd name, I said, he said, name it. I said, okay. 
I'd like to write a book to tell my story through my eyes from my mother. And he was just blown away by this concept. Blown away. He was like, right, you're going to do this. And I was like, okay, you've more confidence in me than I have. <laughs> so let's go. That's why we all need a life coach. <laughs> He's like, this is great. But I worked with that life coach on a weekly basis for seven years. Wow. Seven years because I think an awful lot of people think sitting down writing a book, grand, fine. It's not, for me, it was not like that at all. The personal development that had to go in before writing anything down in paper was mind-blowing because I was in no fit state to mm. tell anybody my story mm. until I had to put in the work and the years to get mm. where I was because I don't think anybody can prepare you for putting your life out there mm. for people to read. But I can, I can honestly say those seven years built some strength in me to do it. And I'm very thankful for that life coach. And I'm very thankful mm. for the support that I have gotten in the co-writing and the publication of the book. Wow, that must have been very therapeutic as well to write. It was like, I think people, like, it was a very stopping, starting situation. There'd be weeks where I'd be like, okay, let's do this. I'm enthusiastic or whatever, but then mm. the, the other areas and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that mm. deep like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like the fear kicks in. But I knew for myself that I wanted to produce a product that was true and authentic to myself so people would get a real insight to me. And it wasn't like, I was still in the process of doing the personal development of the this mm. script that I was going to write for my mom. I had no intention of publishing and the publishing came at a work quite later stage because I think if I had that pressure on myself from day one yeah it yeah. yeah yeah wow and, the, and book that does, the book does take you through the it's called me in my backbone but it takes you through the journey my journey was fine with that but it also takes you through the journey that I have with my mother the bond that I have with my mother because to me that's unbreakable that bond that we have mm. and I'm very fortunate mm. to have that bond mm. Yeah. So when you are feeling lonely, coming back again to knowing you have those bonds and relationships are built, not a given. So we also have to make that effort um, to reach out. And here in Ireland, there are many places. One is alone, alone.ie, and they, are, they support people. And the government has given like three million this year, three million euro. Um, towards mental health and helping people with loneliness in particular and organizations around the country specifically for this um, and it's not just the elderly it's every area so i think it's up to all of us to to reach out to other people even that smile and that connection we've no idea the impact that can have on some people's lives it's like even it was like even this morning when I woke up and like I was saying, not having a great day, I got a lovely call from a friend and I also got a lovely voice note from a friend and those little things, guys, they mean the absolute world to somebody who may not be in a not-so-nice place, whatever day. And I think people might think that loneliness is a particular type of individual, but loneliness mm. 
happen like with a, a bereavement it yes. could happen from a breakup from a relationship or a marriage there's so many different types of loneliness out there you could be in a crowded room and feel that empty that emptiness in your in your belly and then we find other ways to fill that void instead of actually doing the work i know it's probably the most scariest thing that you will ever do reaching out for help but i can honestly tell you it'll be the most rewarding thing you will ever do because you will go through a journey and you will get to know yourself like never before and you will come out 10 times stronger than you before you entered into it i can honestly say that from the bottom of my heart yeah you see you've been there so you can you can attest to that and people who are say differently abled or cocooning you know like i mean this is a perfect time and i'm sure there are so many feeling that and it's a perfect time to you know try and help yourself and to reach out to somebody like you who has been there who has walked those steps and you know look at where you are now and you're you're one of the most beautiful people i know oh, like i mean really from the bottom of my heart and um you know <laughs> to, to be able to empower people like that is is such a gift and it is so wonderful that you are able to do that and yeah i know for like as you said you can be in a crowded room and feel so lonely i've had the from the anxiety to, like i think lonely was i just thought this is going to be it for the rest of my life and everything changed in my 30s and it was like breaking out of prison and i haven't looked back and it also i've, I've had years of this work um probably about 12 to 14 years maybe more now and also the loneliness when um you know family broke broke up um you know and i even had a joke the other day with my kids here and i said i really feel lonely and they said it's okay you've got us uh joking i said yeah that's half the problem <laughs> yeah, i want some space <laughs> i need to hear my own thoughts i need quiet you know so anyway but that, that was just a joke but be, besides that <laughs> you could be in a crowded room and feel so lonely you could appear as the most confident person but yet be crumbling with loneliness inside so interesting. to reach out hmm? it's interesting you say as people who suffer from loneliness find it very hard well again i can really speak for myself find it very hard to connect with people and to mm -hmm. find their tribe of stuff yes but what i would say i found with me um i still would struggle with connecting with people but that's because i hadn't connected with myself I hadn't oh. sat with my own thoughts. I hadn't worked through what I needed to work through. I just had suppressed it and brushed it under the carpet and brushed it under the carpet and then expected to connect with people. Well, how can I connect with people if I can't connect with myself? So well said. Oh, that's exactly it. Because the turning point for me, I'm so pleased you actually, I didn't realize that. That's exactly the work I have done. And when I, I now fully, you know obviously we're all a work in progress but i understand myself and i i can connect myself i love myself so now that's why it's so much easier to connect with others that's never thought of that thank you light bulb moment <laughs> interesting that you say love yourself because that's an area 
of my life that I still, even I have done all of this work mm. and I'm continuous because I think people think you've, all, you've done all the work, you must be fantastic, it's great. You can't, it's a continuous thing. You are okay. never finished with this. We are all learning and growing and this personal development never ends. For me, the whole topic of loving myself is a bit, is a bit of um, an unsteady one still. But I am getting there and I do, and I am, again, I think it's because I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say, well, I struggle with loving myself every now and again. Mm. I think a lot of people do, but just mm. think if you're able to verbalize a name and acknowledge what you're going through, it's like if you're having a bad day. Mm. Say it, you're having a bad day. What yeah. about yeah. Everybody don't, don't suppress it, exactly. And journaling, write it down, write out how you're feeling to get it out of you. Yeah. Well, and ask yourself if you're having a bad day okay what can i do today now to lift my spirits a bit or to lift my energy a bit what do i need exactly <laughs> another friend of mine had said when she's not feeling right she looks at is it the mental emotional physical or spiritual part of her and then no. she narrows it down and she knows she delves deeper she's not afraid to delve deeper and as she said it is so worth it because um it makes your life so rewarding and um so much more beautiful and it's yeah. interesting that you mentioned the um the journaling because i think a lot of people are nervous about journaling i know at the beginning of journaling to me i was i was very nervous of it but mm -hmm. it's something for you i think people are con concentrate very much on the neatness or the grammar and make sure it's right nobody's going to see this all you're doing is taking whatever's in your head out of it because it's not doing you any good in your head yeah so whatever way you can take it out of your head whether it's writing i'm a firm believer in vo voice notes and maybe nobody else is but i i love voice notes or even the notepad on your phone when you're out and about and you think i just need to get this out of my head totally yeah hmm. it's very very therapeutic yes it is mm. so for going forward what would your your top tips what you've learned yourself and in this right now and after this whole um, virus when we all have more freedom what would your tips be to help people um, in in recognizing and overcoming or challenging or meeting their loneliness where they can find support okay first of all i would say i would name it it's very strong and empowering to name what you are feeling, whatever it is. I'm lonely today. It's as simple as that. But I tell you, once you've got it out of your system, your shoulders, everything will just relax because you're holding that in. That ain't good for you. Yeah. So naming it and acknowledging it, because I think an awful lot of us, well, again, speak from my own experience, we dismiss how we're feeling. Oh, sure, we're grand. It's a typical mm. thing to say, I'm grand. If the next person yeah. tells me they're grand, I'd be like, <laughs> Or not because we're in a pandemic you couldn't be <laughs> um yeah. your brand i just think it's okay to acknowledge it and not not to dismiss it mm -hmm. or or saying i can't complain or it's a first world problem your problems are important to you my mm -hmm. problems are important to me nobody should dismiss anybody's problems mm -hmm. so naming acknowledging um seeking help if needed i really really want to reiterate that because i still think even though in a society ireland has come on so much 
And during this time, I am seeking therapy on a weekly basis. I'm not shy or ashamed of saying that because no. I need it. Um, we all need it. Yeah, so, and it's, and it is a psychotherapist, so that's a bit of a change for me. <laughs> you came in. <laughs> for the books, isn't it? Did you tell your mommy? <laughs> She's dead proud. She's dead proud. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm seeking help, and I don't think I would have the strength I have in this house without it. Yeah. Because that's a safe place for me to be whoever I need to be for that hour. Mm. That person, it's strictly confidential. So mm. seek help if you need it. There's no shame behind it whatsoever. Mm. Absolutely, that's the thing. Being able to say, yeah. Because Be what, yeah. Just have the, <laughs> have the courage, have the bravery, because once you let it out and get help, gosh, you never look back because it's life-changing, you know, yeah. And it's like you say, be brave. But if, let's just say you're not brave enough, tell a friend. Mm. Let a friend be your guidance and help you make those calls. Exactly. Because Isn't that what friends are for? There's, yeah. It's a scary thing to do. I'm not, not dismissing that in the slightest. Yeah. It's a scary thing yes. to do. So reach out in, within your network for the help. Um, but little things you could do yourself is every morning I ask myself the question, how am I feeling today? Very simple, get out your pen and paper and whatever I want you to get out that pen and paper and write as fast as you can. <laughs> I don't want you to stop because the minute you stop, your conscious mind is coming in, oh my yes. God, but there's supposed to be a comma there, but there's supposed to be a full yeah. stop there. If you just write down words, that's mm. perfect. How are you feeling today? And where in your body are you feeling it? Like I, mm. I speak an awful lot. My, my tummy is where, if there's anything missing in my life, I get it in my tummy or my chest. And then breathing exercises and stuff like that to bring you back into the present moment. Mm. And obviously connecting with people. It's been, it's still, it's still something I come back to hugely. Connecting with people that you can relate to and that understand you and where you're coming from in whatever stage you are in life. Mm. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, there's so many with the internet now, there's so many groups out there globally and there are, there's somebody to suit everyone. Like, Amazing. I mean, we are all different. A group or a, even if in my area I can't find online, which I have done, there you will, all, all of us will find somebody to suit us. So if you haven't found, keep looking. Keep Our tribe looking. is out there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's lovely advice, Siobhan. Love yeah, everybody sees the world differently. Mm. I can only speak from my own perspective. And maybe yeah. I am I am a get up and go kind of a person. I'm a very mm. active person. I don't mm. see the way I see it life. I wasn't dealt the best set of cards in life, but I see life as a game. I'm not, I'm sure as heck I'm not going to lose the game because my, my set of cards aren't great. So mm. it's up to you how you play the game. Mm. are you going to let life pass you by or are you going to do something about it yeah. and start living the life start living the life that you deserve and you desire mm -hmm. Each and not, not blaming the outside world either for your misgivings or your loneliness and, and not waiting for people to come and save you or to help you you know you, you have to just take that step and you know turning to other um, coping mechanisms 
it might be fine short term, but it's long term for your health. It's not the answer. So it's take that and take that baby step because baby steps lead to bigger steps. And if you count all those baby steps and challenge yourself a little every day to to make that move, you know, they all add up, you know. Yeah. It's interesting that you see coping mechanisms that then may not have been healthy for you. I'm definitely, I culprit at that, but at the end of the day, that was my past. And yeah. if, you, if you use coping mechanisms in the past, that's fine, it's done. But what yeah. are you going to do going forward? What healthy habits are you going to put in place going forward that are going to be better for your mindset? Because like you said, loneliness mm. is a mindset. So to build up your strength and resilience mm. to go mm. out and achieve or to get whatever you want in life. Mm-hmm. And that's how, what I have to say, since also doing all this um, personal development work, um, I'm very comfortable being on my own. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Um, I don't feel alone. Some, like I feel lonely because it'd be nice to have somebody to share, you know, your experiences with. And, you know, especially if you're a hugger, <laughs> like you said, you are and I am. I miss, you know, just being able to hug someone and connect in person. About a week ago, I was so over virtual people. I'm like, I don't want to see another virtual person enough. I want to see real people in person and connect. So it's, it's a natural human need for our well-being. And it's up to us also to take action. And if you're feeling... Um, uh, strong emotions just look beneath maybe it is often loneliness because there's a lot of people also go to the doctor and they have all these other symptoms mm. and they end up on medication whereas it's actually loneliness they could have depression but why depression can lead to loneliness equally loneliness can lead to depression mm. but what's the underlying cause of their depression and sometimes you know i'm not saying it is but that could be overlooked you know yeah. so it's looking at you know, why you're feeling a certain way. Um, okay, I know I've said that now a few times. <laughs> it's, so. it's, it's, you see, it's spending the time to get to know yourself. And it's very interesting that you say not blaming external circumstances or external mm. people. We are all in control of ourselves. Yeah. So how I wake up in the morning is how I wake up in the morning. I'm not going to blame Sue if I wake up in the morning blue. It's not your fault. It's, and you're not going to take it out on me either. I'm not you saying I'm blue today. It's your fault. <laughs> responsibility. It's like you take responsibility yeah. for your own actions. But you take yeah. responsibility for your own well-being as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to see. So, um, yeah, there's no, I don't know if anybody has any questions. I've turned on Facebook. If they do have any questions, um, in the meantime, we can um, say where we where people can find you, Siobhan, if they'd like to work with you or your book. I know is on Amazon. Yes, I mean, it's like such a moving book to read. I like. I mean, I, I'm sure your mom was very um, emotional, and it's something she'll treasure. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, like you say, I'm an empowerment coach, so I help and support people who have lost their spark in life, and I do that through coaching. So we work together through coaching to reignite that spark within you um because i believe each and every single one of us have that spark within us but we just have to reignite it every now and again yeah. um how 
and find me um i'm on facebook so the name is shvon mongavan coach and i'm on instagram and it's keep smiling coach um instagram don't ask me why they're different but that's the best case um, <laughs> oh if anybody has any questions or would like to talk to me with anything or any topic they're more than welcome to contact me yeah that's great Siobhan thank you so much for your time this evening it was a pleasure thank you yeah and I know it's it's wonderful I always you always I know why it's called keep smiling coaching because you definitely keep everybody smiling who's on the end of coming into touch with you thank you thank you so much a beautiful person and I know you can help so so many people out there and um, they'd be lucky to meet you. You too, darling. And it was wonderful to share this space with you. Thank you, Sean. I'm honoured and privileged. And thank you so much. I know. Lovely. Hopefully we'll get to see each other in the not too distant future and we can have a proper hug. <laughs> a proper hug. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Siobhan. <laughs>